everybody. Welcome out to this episode of Behind the Shades with Jason Adams. We have a special guest today, Shane Sorensen from Spanish Fork, Utah. Shane, welcome, thanks welcome. for coming out, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're glad to have you. Always love spending time with our neighbors from the north. Good deal. Yeah. So, Danica, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Shane and I are pretty much brothers from another mother because... You tell. Yeah, because we both love meat. <laughs> yes. Can't well, then it. there you go. I agree. And not the stuff that you, like, put inside of, like, a, what do they call those things where you grow things? The, like, hydroponic thing. Not, not that kind of meat. We're talking USDA prime Angus meat. With you. I'm with you. The real stuff. Like, you don't get to look like this. That's right. I'll kind of suck in. <laughs> he looks better than I do, you know. I, I think I've been eating a little uh, bit more meat than he has. But he's a meat eater all the same, and that's that's important. So, Shane, on that subject, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Kind of your story. And uh, I know that your family's kind of deeply rooted within the livestock industry. We'd love to hear a little bit about that. All right. Yeah, I was born and raised in Spanish Fork, Utah. I basically lived there my whole life. Uh, our family is a deep, uh, has deep roots in agriculture and, and raising cattle. Uh, my dad instilled that in my brothers and I. I have two brothers that are partners on our farm now. Our dad passed away about 15 years ago, and <clears throat> we've carried on that uh, tradition of raising cattle with our, our families. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah. Because we need you. Yes. Yes. I wouldn't make it literally not even through the rest of the day without people like you. So thank well, you. Everybody's got to eat and got to have some protein. So Dang right. And not the kind that you put in like one of those little, what do they call those? The, the Petri the dish? Yes, sir. Yeah. That's yeah, we, not, yeah, we don't like that kind. Not homegrown. Let's, yeah, let's have something raised on the hoof. Yeah, that's that stuff kind of sucks. The stuff that you just grow. Yeah, you know, just, I've never eaten it, and I don't plan on it. Well, I hope not, because the day you do, the day I'm you're fired, it's my day. Gone, gone. I I just couldn't. I, there's no way I could lay down and sleep at night. I can't know anybody even that does that. <laughs> okay, well, I'll it's, if it's I a, ever do, I'll keep it on the DL. It's against my I like religion. My job. It's against my religion to know someone that does that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Teasing. Uh-huh. Anyway, so um, so you said, and sorry to hear about your father. Um, I know what that's like, and that's that's tough. But it looks like he raised you, raised you right, man. So uh, be grateful for that, right? Yeah he he gave us responsibility, and you know if he told us to do something, and it was our responsibility, we had to do it, and so you know very appreciative of that, and and the things that. Uh, he taught us growing up yes sir so you you're in the business with your your partners with your brothers talk talk a little bit about what that's like i have four brothers and one sister my sister's pretty much like a brother um they're my best friends so i kind of know what (laughs) it's like but i'm not partners with them so let's let's get into that she's wait she's like a brother (laughs) what do you mean i mean she's super cool like she's girls can be cool well and she's also Probably tougher than the rest of my brothers. Girls can be tough. Yeah, I know, but they shouldn't be as tough as you. What? 
yes, they should. Feminism, baby. Oh, we're not. I'm going right there. there with you, but but she's a girl and she's awesome, just like me. She, we're no, super she, tough. She is, but what I meant, like, she's like my brother in the sense of, like, if my truck got stuck in the mud, I'd call my sister. I mean, she's cool like a brother, and so I don't know. It's just it's a figure of speech. But anyways, talking about talking about doing being partners with your brothers, what's that like? Yeah, it's, uh, well, my dad did his best to raise us to all be, be leaders and kind of be out there. And so sometimes if we're all kind of bullheaded, it can be a challenge. But, uh, you know, Too we... Too many chiefs. Yeah. So... That was all, our problem, not anymore. We all try to take on, you know, certain aspects of our operation. And and each of us has our, our strengths and try to focus on that and... And uh, do the best we can to accomplish everything we need to for the operation. Yeah, no, I, I I get you, and that's a very political, politically correct answer. Thank you for that, Shane. Yeah. So it's not always sunshine and rainbows. I can't say that it always <laughs> is. So, but you know, uh, you gotta love your family, and and uh, yeah, it's in, our, it's in the it's you, in the fine print. There, you, you just, gotta love right. your family. You just don't have to like them. Yeah. All the time, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we get everything done, so that's what's important. Good. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I'd like to be on fly on the wall in, in one of those conversations. Well, here's the good news. Based on what you just said, if Mitt Romney ever gets thrown out, like, like it looks like that he might, if he keeps it up, you, you, you'll be a great politician for the state of Utah. <laughs> Well, I, I've <laughs> with, I've worked around a, a lot of politicians in my career. Like that, yeah, you'll you'll be you'll be just fine. No, I'll tell you what. I my father was a rancher. He grew up in Vernal, Utah. Well, actually, he was born in Rangeley, but he grew up in Vernal, and, he, and and then he moved to Las Vegas and started a construction company. But he was always trying to get back to Utah. But the one thing that he was deeply rooted, um, blue collar, just a Western guy. I mean, I grew up watching John Wayne's. I still watch him today. My wife, when my daughter was young, my oldest, she, she would watch him with me, but nobody watches him with me anymore. They're all on to Disney Plus and everything else. But, um, you know, I remember those days. I, I remember those days. You're, you're getting it done. Uh, the, thing, the, the good thing is we kind of grew up, and we're still really close, but we've gone different ways. Uh, my oldest brother, he, you know, he manages a bunch of the, the family businesses, but he also went off and did his own thing. Uh, he he is really smart, and so he did he did uh, he built block modular blockchain uh, like Bitcoin mining houses. So they okay. they filed patents for the airflow and just crazy stuff. But I remember when we were younger. I have so many fond memories on on, on cattle ranches with my brothers probably a lot like what you do um but we fought like fought fought we're talking and it didn't help you know when i was when i was Allie's age nine i remember being in eckert colorado and my dad thought it would be great for us to, he, he, he built a bunch of metal um just kind of like sucker rod fence and and he he just he like no I don't need a painting crew I got five sons and a daughter and you know they'd be lo they'd love to sand this whole thing 
that's been sitting out in the sun, rusting, being rained on for 25 years that he was able to get for like three cents on the dollar, right? Um, and then we, it was the worst summer of my life. And, uh, you know, it was, it was the figure four, it was an Angus ranch, kind of similar. Um, great memories. It was terrible, sucked the whole time. But, but we, we, we would just, it would come to blows. Like we'd, you'd be sanding and then, first it was all jovial and we're having fun and then somebody says something about the next person's crush and then before you know it there's sandpaper flying and we're fisticuffs and you know and, you, and we look back and we've only gotten through like 33 feet of fence and we have another mile to go yeah you know? so anyways but uh but no that's that's great so angus love some angus love it they're good cattle yeah cattle for sure so what do they call the cattle that are the like the oreos do you know uh i can't remember they're i know one breed is belted galloways Belded because Galloway. i had a spe- specific request from a friend to find him some so i helped find him some he needed oreo cows <laughs> so belted galloway let's see yeah that's oreo it. cows yeah. good job man i want to see yeah. I call them Oreo cows. Oh, fun. <laughs> but that's mainly because I love cows and Y'all I love Oreos. I mean, again, look at me, right? So that's what I should get Haley to invest in some in some Oreos. They'd look good down here on the desert. Yes, sir. That, I think so. They'd look good in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, get some milk from speaking the Oreo of Haley, <laughs> Bex, the sunglass company we invested in, we try and get involved in the the local festivities. Um, and that's one of those things where I don't ask our team. I just basically tell our team, like, hey, we're sponsoring the mutt busting this year or we're going to get involved in the fair. We're going to do some caps. And this year we bought we bought several animals, but we bought a pig. Let's, let's, we bought it from Mackenzie Staley. She, she hit me up early and often. And we got I, – I was flattered by – I mean – we get, and my wife, we love junior livestock. I mean, look at my cat. Love it. And because it's a small town and because Bex is so uh, blue-collar, conservative, meat-eating, and rad, we get a ton of people that just want to, you know, and I, and I want to support these kids so much. And so we'll come through, like, the first 10. We have to make it the first 10 that come through. We're like, we're doing it. Yeah. And then my wife, that's it. And then 11th or 12th will come in with somebody like Allison. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're doing that too, you know? So then we got freezer full of all this stuff. Last year we bought a pig. And the kids were able to see the pig through the fair. I think it was like Herman or something. Yeah. Oh, your name. Got to have a name. I did, yeah, it had a name. Um, and Herman is the best tasting pig. I, like I had a. <laughs> I ate Herman this morning, I think. Um, I I can't tell you how good he is. Like, he is so good. My kids. Have a barbecue. My kids are like, Mom, you know, this is the best tasting bacon ever. They have no idea it's Herman. Because if they did, like, my oldest daughter would get all, she would eat it. 
but she's such a sweetheart that she would get all tender. She'd, she's a little bit like me. She's she, and I was that way when I was young. I just start to really she her imagination is just crazy wild. She would start to go in and she would think of the times where she walked by Herman's gate and all the <laughs> stuff, right? Reminisce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have some experience with 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 the livestock, right? I do. <laughs> like the show, the junior. I do. I have. I have six kids. My oldest is 23 this year, just turned 23, and my youngest is nine. So in our area, they get to start showing when they're nine. So my little daughter, Allie, this will be her first year. She has shown before at the kind of mini level at the county fair. In fact, a couple of years ago, the kids gave her last pick on pigs. We love to show pigs, among other things. But like they gave, Yeah, like Herman. Like yeah. They gave her last pick. And so she's like, just kind of settled for that and turned around. And she beat all of them. Nice. There's a mini at the county fair. Nice. So that, nice. that was a good day for Allie. Won her a big belt buckle and everything. So Nice. Yeah, that's but it's, cool. It's a great program. I My kids have thoroughly enjoyed being raised, uh, showing livestock. And a lot of their life long friends have came from that program. And, and uh, my wife and I's uh, best friends come from that program as well. It's a really good deal. So do you, on your ranch, do you just have cows or do you have cows and pigs? What do you, you got all of it? So we, we raise and we breed and raise Angus, registered Angus cattle. Um, our pigs, we actually buy from my son-in-law and we used to get them from out of state and we like to be competitive and, and, uh, anyway, when we got hooked up with this, it's Worthington show pigs, Benjamin, Utah, uh, We've done extremely well with their pigs. Awesome. We don't, we don't need to go any further than about, about them. two miles from my house. Oh, fun. Look at you. See, so. you just go to right to ask him somebody about their pigs. You want to know what else he has on the property. Yes, I'm like, ah, I don't know anything about it. You trying to, like, profile? I mean, she's from no, Scottsbluff, where we have them here to talk about <laughs> pigs. She, no, you can't have their address. You're not allowed to go by and just steal the wheels off the stock trailer. Dude, that was the plan. Throw them in your Nissan with your homies and head out to Nebraska. I have been through Scott's Bluff as well. It's beautiful this time of year. (laughs) Bring your coat. Yeah. Terrible. And your gun. (laughs) Oh, man, yeah. Totally. I'll bet you dated a bunch of those dudes that are walking around. I've only ever dated John. Really? Mm -hmm. John is such a good guy. (laughs) I'm serious. I, I, I just... I just think the world of John. I'm glad. And the more I get to know you, the more I just realize that <laughs> he is a true Christian. You know? So not okay. I'm amazing. Amazing. He's a lucky guy, that one. Yeah, he is, because he knows how to trap. Yes, he does know how to trap. Trapped you. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. Well, I guess he did. He showed up at basic training graduation, so I guess, yeah, he did. He's a stud. If he was if he was showing an animal, he'd be grand champion. Yeah, for <laughs> there sure. you go. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yes, he is. So, um, um, let's talk about your son-in-law. Okay. What's that relationship like, man? I mean, you got daughters. Obviously, you care a ton about them. I have daughters. Eventually, I, I, I actually, they they've agreed that they're not going to date until they're twenty-one, which I'm cool with, and they've decided. You're going to make them weirdos, Jason. I know. I, I have no They're going to be weirdos. No. I'm, I'm still trying to work on that program because I only have one daughter of four that are that's married. So, yeah. 
21 would be a great age to start dating. Yeah. No. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Weirdos. Thank you, Shane. Listen. No. <laughs> listen. I'm going to take it from him. He's been through it. You're still, you're not there yet. Mm, okay. Yeah. We'll talk about that when you get there. But you're not. I'm not. But when you get to that point, just let me, let me instruct Cole on how that <laughs> process, John and I both. I feel All like right, I I'll defer have, to you. No, John can have the first, like the first right of refusal <laughs> since it's his son. All right. And then I'll take, you know, I'll take, I'll be like the uncle that just comes in all weird and says the <laughs> stuff that the dad's not allowed to. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so, uh, so a couple questions we have here that Danica, um, the meat and cheese hooker. That's right. That's <laughs> me. And the reason why, why do we, why do we call you that? Because you found me in a grocery store. That was what I was doing. There's not a whole lot of opportunities in this town, if you didn't know. And so when I moved, I got a job at the local grocery store and quickly made my way up. But I worked in the meat department. So I'm a butcher. You're not a butcher. Dude, I cut meat. You do not. So listen. I run a bone saw. Yes, I can. Okay. If you are a butcher. Yes, sir. What are we looking at here? Those are knives. You're not a butcher. Okay. There's, did, did you see how they were all labeled? I mean, you were even looking at them. They're knives. No, you're supposed, if I were in your position and I was trying to act like a butcher, I would Don't at least, have to act. I, I basically got paid for just it. gave you the answer sheet. I would have been like, oh, that's a filleting knife. We use this. This is a cleaver. We like to really get the hard stuff with this. Oh, these tongs? Yeah, that's just for grilling. I mean, I would at least try to act like I knew what this was. They're knives. You asked me what they were. They're knives. Oh, no. Show the camera for those that are watching. They're freaking knives. They're I am right. Okay, this is a selection of different meat knives. Okay, they're not just knives. Okay. But let's pretend... I prefer a saw. Let's you get a lot more done. <laughs> you know, you, you... Volume, man. Volume. Yeah, you, 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 you peg me as a saw person. <laughs> so, Shane, um, the, the meat woman... She would like to know, like, what what are some of the pitfalls of ranching cattle or, or raising beef, Angus beef? Uh, well, it's, you know, you're always hoping to at least break even. You, you know, you have different things happen. You might have a really bad winter up, up where we're at. It can be off and on. This has been a great winter so far. Last year was one of the worst winters oh, yeah. we've had in a it, long time. Everybody got wiped out in Nebraska. Yeah, and so, you know, if you don't have those calves to sell in the fall, that's that's a lot of the rancher's income. So if you have that happen, it's, it's a bad deal and can be hard to overcome. So you just hope that kind of the average works out and, and that you can uh, at least, least break even and, and live the, you know, the traditions of your family and, keep the ranching way going how many head do you do you have uh we have just over 100 head of mother cows nice operation so yeah. <laughs> that that is a lot and that's that's incredible don't 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 give him the complimentary yeah <laughs> like like you know that 100 head is a lot that i don't know lot. anything about it Exa that seems that's like a, a lot, lot. To me. no it is a lot you have no idea how many that is that is so many. Okay, so I'm that, sorry. That's where you're supposed to say, hey, Shane, man, like, 
That's you what are you're a for. True modern day <laughs> Trump version of the cattle market. <laughs> That's your job. I'm just here to just to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot bigger herds. Uh, you get in Montana, you know, there's a lot of guys five thousand plus head of cows, but <clears throat> I don't recall the statistic, but. A lot of guys throughout the country have 30 head of cows or something like that, and that group makes up a large percentage of the overall population in the country. So the, fo- the small guy does, does count. Yeah, he matters a lot, no doubt about it. So the, the, the pitfalls are, are obviously the weather. Um, talk a little bit about the, like, the current economy. I, I know there's a lot of volatility with yeah. cattle, right? Yeah, so, so what's it like today? Um, what, what are we facing? What, what, what's a snapshot of the market right now? Well, uh, right now there's, there's some things that have happened. There was a, a packing plant back in the Midwest that burned down in 2019, and that caused a big uh, ripple effect in the market. Um, there's, you know, some of the kind of big companies that, hasn't affected cattle as much as it has some other like hogs and things, but those things can affect the market. Um, uh, some of the kind of import and export, uh, agreements and things that our country has with others can affect that as well. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of different things that can, can impact that cattle market and your bottom line. Yeah, no, I, 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 I can see that. Um, you know, I think the, the rancher this day and age is, is almost becoming a little bit of a, a forgotten icon in a sense, because everything's going more towards this millennial, um, kind of your kale, your fad diets, this and that. And a lot of them are, are kind of, for whatever reason, red meat has got this really, I don't know, it's it's got a stigma. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that's wrong for one. For two, it's like we talked about in a previous show or a future show. <laughs> However, they I air. I don't even know where we're at today. <laughs> but, um, you know the plant based protein that everybody is kind of going to your Beyond Meats and all these things. If they're so much better for you, this is my argument. Mm-hmm. If they're so much better and they're so much, you know, more grandiose and the next best thing, both health and whatever, then right. why do they try so hard to make it look like a nice, juicy, red patty, you know? Yeah. If, if, if it's, if it's. Let it be what it is. If it's, if it's That's not. Right. Yeah. If it's, if it's so bad, why go through, why go through the motions to make it look like that? Why don't just. I don't have it be the color of this piece of paper, right? That's right. But no, they, they're like, no, it's this thing is, whole, you know, regular meat is terrible for you. We're going to invest all of these kids from synthesize some meat. Palo Alto, <laughs> California, Better. and we're going to have them come over and get in a room and act like they know what they're doing and put together a better patty, like the perfect patty or whatever they want to say it is. But, oh, wait, we're going to make it look just like a piece of meat. No. That, that, that doesn't make any sense, That's right? Right. It's all. It's all like you said. It's all <sighs> propaganda. It's yep. propaganda. Well, what can we do to help further your cause? What can I do to directly support the ranchers of America? What can I do? 
I think, you know, if people are just educated on the facts, um, you know, how long has red meat been around? It's been a staple of people's diets for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Yep. It's worked fine. And all of a sudden in the last couple of years, they think there needs to be some replacement for it. So um, I always like, I think it's Drover's Magazine. A lot of times they'll have these guys on there that are 100 years old and say they have a steak every day or some kind of red meat. And, right. And, you know, those are great things. So Proofs in the pudding. That's right. It, you know what? It, it's it's the Generation Z in social media. I blame them because that's the one. They're the ones trying to do away with, like you said, this staple, this icon of an industry that has been so good to our fathers, our fathers' fathers, and obviously it's been good to me, right? That's right. Well, food's food, people. It's not. But, and rather than get do away with this industry, here's what I'm saying. We have to reinvent the wheel, right? Let's do away with Generation Z. <laughs> Line them up. No, we should not talk about just <laughs> Rather than, I mean, except for the sweethearts like Allie. And I mean, that's the hard thing about it is, is like, we they should everybody should have to be forced to take a test, you know. And on that test, you'd be like, do you eat meat? Yes or no. Um, if the answer is no, why? Do you not digest it? Is there some medical issues? This and that. Well, yes, if it is, okay, we'll screen you through. You still pass. But if you don't, just because all of a sudden your buddy got on Instagram and all of a sudden one day just was like, ah, no, I don't like me just because I don't like the way it's spelled, then no, you don't, you're not, you don't get to come hang out on the ranch. And that's where all the good stuff happens, or at the feedlot, or at the livestock show. Yeah. So um, what has absolutely not worked. We get this question a lot with the sunglasses. Tanique, are we uh, are we interrupting? No, sir. Something you got going on? I'm working. I'm working and working. I got you. She's a working girl. I yeah. am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so what has absolutely not worked? Is there anything over time that, that you can look back and be like, hey, we tried this, and we thought it was going to be great for, for our herd or for our business, and it just didn't work. Yeah, I mean, sometimes there's always, promotion's always about something bigger and better. You know, this particular sire is going to do this for your herd. And, and a lot of people have gotten into that and kind of selected for single traits, and I think in the end it kind of ends up being a train wreck for, uh, for like a, a cow herd, you know, you need the maternal instincts to be able to take care of a calf, wean that calf in the fall, and, and sell it for your income. Um, you know, if they breed the milk out of a cow, she can't raise a calf, and weaning the light calf in the fall, then it's a setback for you. So <clears throat> we've tried to be more middle of the road, not single trait selection, and just have a really good cow base um, that will raise great bulls and and that that we can feed into the commercial sector that's great i i tried having that conversation with Haley this morning i tried telling her that i was a great bull and and i looked you know and and they weren't buying it and so um it left me kind of sad but i got over it i mean it's after lunch Usually actually did talk about that this morning so um so what advice would you have for Danica and John? Okay, they, they, they buy, buy a couple acres here in Logandale. 
not a lot of vegetation, as you can see. <laughs> but not they, a whole lot of anything. Yeah. They want to get into the cattle business. So what would like, what would you, what would your first piece of like if 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 Danica was saying, Shane, you got you know, you got only time to tell me one thing that could really help get us off on the right foot. What would that be? Well, if you have a couple acres, you know, maybe the best program for you would be to buy a, buy a couple of calves in the fall and wean calves and feed them out. And if you have children, you could give them some responsibility to feed and take care of them. And and then in the end, you'll have a piece of red meat to put on your plate. That would be great advice if my kids did anything outside ever. Yeah. But we're, we are, I, that ship sailed, but yes. <laughs> I think yeah. one thing about raising They're, they kids. They are their mother's children. Yeah. <laughs> one thing about raising kids around agricultural or uh, uh, these ty- type of situations is uh, I don't think the millennials and Gen X have the stereotypical uh, characteristics of those people. Um, I've, in my occupation, I've hired some people and I've hired. Some millennial at least yeah. one time, and it, it was a bad experience. I know where he's going. They suck. Well, you guys <laughs> sucked. If he hired you and you didn't make it, you suck. That's right, and you know who you are. Yeah. Seriously, you know yeah. who you are. There was no showing up at 8 o'clock or even even 9 o'clock. It was 11 was an early Well, period. so is <sighs> it a dying thing? Is it is it going away, or should we be worried? Like, I mean, are you just, are your kids continuing in your footsteps the same as you did for your, your father? Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're my kids. Is that our only hope? In it. Even my daughters. Yeah, and and you know, I I know some families where their kids just don't have any interest in it, and I think part of it is it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. And uh, in our area, most people have a day job and then and take care of their cattle and farm and everything after work. So wow. It's not like you you're getting ten hours of sleep a night. It's to fit everything in. You know, it's it's a lot of a lot of time and labor and coordination to make everything work but well they're living they yeah. don't always yeah. cooperate god bl- right. god bless you guys i mean i know all the all the little hipsters running around provo that just want to go into cubbies and get a big old juicy burger <laughs> they need to stop and think about where that's coming from right yeah. shane that's right yep. it's coming from shane, shane. Mm-hmm. and here's right the thing there. i think i could work for shane i, I i've been i know been, i could work for shane been around him you know 20 30 minutes now and and <laughs> I think friends. I could yeah I think I just feel like we we just jumped on the ro- I mean, I'd have no problem but I could see especially in Utah you could definitely you know you got the you got the high school kids that mom and dad's like hey you need to quit being a loser go get a job I'm still going to pay for everything for you but I want to make myself I want to justify it like I think you're growing into an adult by at least having the mere um, thought of a job and then they go out and they're like, oh, I'll just go work for Shane, take advantage of him because I'm his ward. <laughs> and then, yeah, you, you get a lot of that. Um, but it is hard work. I mean, it is totally hard work. That 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 is, I look back and um, feeding, I mean, Logandale, it, it's hard to feed in the winter here. And we get like eight cuts of alfalfa yeah. down here and, and, and it still gets cold and you still got to get up early and we don't have to break the water or anything like you guys do. I mean, it's pretty, pretty crazy. But it, even at that, it is a lot of work. And you better love what you do or you better just be raised right. Um, and all the easy jobs at Vasa Fitness are taken. 
So you got to go out to the ranch and be a man. Right. Well, in, in our state, you know, Nebraska. Yeah. We've got lots of farming. So my whole family on my mom's side are all farmers. So I know about the farming, but it's the other end of the state that has all of that good Omaha beef over there right. on the other you side because I'm near Wyoming. So this is all new. This is all, I don't know anything about, I mean, we used to go out and help with harvest and things, but we never, I, they don't have animals. He's, he's not talking about farming narcotics. <laughs> he, this is. Neither this was is I. About beef. <laughs> but whenever you speak about farming in Nebraska in the same sentence, everybody knows what you're talking about. Alfalfa? <sighs> Sugar beets? Sugar beets. Yeah. Sugar beets. Well, one thing we know you're not growing over there is football players. For oh, my gosh. Let's even, not even talk about it. I buy a game. Ugh. The sore subject. Oh, yeah. I know, right? So bad. I don't even want to think about it. Um, okay, so we've been able to cover quite a bit. It's been it's been really really helpful. Um, so you 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 mentioned feeding. My brother, when when we were kids, uh, my dad was a real. He was a he was a good guy, but he was hard on us. I mean, he really was. On top of it, but it, it, but he also challenged us to. He gave us like the autonomy to really make our own decisions, and critical critical thinking was kind of a big thing with my dad. He was he was not educated in the in the academic sense, but he was really smart. Um, he would just can perpetually just educate himself and learn as much as he could. But my oldest brother Wes, and he was probably going to tell this story, and he still can because he'd tell it better than I do, but. We used to have this horse. I mean, my dad had uh, several horses, but this one, I, I want to say this horse's name was like Angel or something. And my mom and dad leave. This was, we lived in the Atwood house. And uh, Wes is like, or my, my dad was, his name was Wes. And Wes is my dad. My father was Wes, and I'm going to be gone. You're 12 years old, 11 years old, however old he was. You're old enough to, you know, look after some of the animals and be a be a young man and be the man of the house and here's what i need you to do i need you to feed angel in the morning and the night for the next three days kind of simple we've all fed a million times so weston's like you know problem but when my dad had left he weston's a really smart guy um really he is uh but he took it upon himself he's like you know what so he fed that morning went out and gave a couple flakes to the horse and then he fed that evening and then he got to hanging out with his buddies, and he realized, you know what? It'd be so much more efficient if I just grabbed a couple bales and just fed him, fed Angel one time. Boom, done, deal. Don't have to, don't have to be here. Self feed program. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad came home and he flipped out. I mean, he gave it to him. So for all of you that might be listening out there that want to put those two and two together, you can founder the animal. Right. You don't, you don't, you don't do that, but it does make sense. It does make sense. And it seems like it's a lot more efficient, but just don't do it. Why don't do it? I don't know anything about animals. It seems you, more efficient to me too. Will they just eat yeah. themselves sick like a dog? I mean, that's something that I've stressed with my kids and especially like with our, our show animals, they're real finicky and you want them to look a certain way. Come, you want them right at 12 o'clock on show day. And one of the best things is feed them at 12, hour, 12 hours apart and keep right on that schedule because you could really mess their schedule up. And, and anyway, it, it's a responsibility thing. It's it's, the it animals. makes them look different? Yeah. By, yeah. Uh, by, by the frequency that you feed them? Well, it's, you, you want intake 
to right. gain and oh, you want to make like weight and be your target and, weight. And, and you stay lean or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so keeping that consistent regimen of feeding nice. helps Nice. Okay, well, that's something I didn't know. Learning a lot today, boss. So let's let's put it this way. Like, you see this bull right here? Yes. Strong, you know, just stout. Looks like it's in could play football at a Division One college. That one's getting fed on a program. Now, look at me. I got fed on Monday <laughs> for, for the entire week. <laughs> all right? So that's all you did. Like, that's a visual object lesson. Like, they fed, they just front-loaded my feed bin for the entire week. And that's 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 what we're... That's what we're talking about here. So I want to see that. You know what time it is? T-bone topic. Yep. All right. Do the time for the T-bone topic. I don't, I don't know. No, that's not no, it. That's not it. Oh, no. We'll figure it out. No, it's not that. <laughs> I, I, I suck so bad at that. <laughs> that should be the new one. I think that's going to be I my new job right next here. time. No. Yeah, that's, a, that's no. one. Anyways, so the T-bone topic is where we talk about the juiciest stuff. Like our 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 fans will send these in. And we'll let them pick it. And then the people that pick it, if we use their topic, we will send them two T-bone steaks via mail from uh, omahasteaks.com, right? Yeah, yeah. Omahasteaks.com. Yeah, yeah. yeah. T-bones. Cool. I, I'm, perf- I'm a tomahawk guy myself. There's nothing wrong with a, a good uh, rib steak or T-bone either yeah. way. Yeah, they're, they're good. So, actually, so the T-bone topic is comes from at ranch clams and it's vaccines are they are they are they safe are they necessary for the animals i know that there's some controversy surrounding that topic go i i totally go. believe in vaccines our our calves are given a a, a nasal uh, vaccine at birth and then we have a program throughout their life of how we vaccinate them i look at it as them being our children i you know Totally believe in vaccinating our kids and treating them if they, they have any kind of sickness or anything like that. You know, people say, oh, you're giving antibodies to cattle. Well, if your kid's sick, you're going to get them help and whatever they need. And I look at it the same way uh, for cattle or other, or other animals. <clears throat> um, I mean, they've you just have to follow the protocols on that vaccine label. If it says a 21-day withdrawal, you just need to follow that. That's what's been established as a safe withdrawal time. So if used properly, there's there's not an issue in my mind with vaccines or antibiotics or anything like that for animals. So you you, you compare them to children. Eh? Yes. That's how you're gonna, so, so you give your kids black leg vaccines? I don't give them black leg, but they get, get another round of something that yeah. my wife, she's the one that takes them to the doctor. So yeah. I try to be there on the day they're born. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> if you hey. can schedule it in. Yeah. With all of your heart. I almost missed one, but yeah, well, I was almost at the state fair, and I, I made it. Well, the state fair, I think, is one of those, I think it's one of those, it's on the list of excuses that are acceptable, right? The state fair. I don't know. I didn't like it when the my steakhouse, the st- <laughs> what is this, a couple of steak fair, steakhouse. Yeah. And then your buddy's house during the Super Bowl or something like that. <laughs> rodeo maybe uh, everything would right. be fine with me <laughs> no that that that's cool no and you know i've met your wife she seems like a very sweet lady um god bless and um be thankful for our wives i've said this before i don't think anybody believes me because i say it so much but i am so thankful for moms and wives because their job sucks so bad um it's 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 kind of thankless 
and there's it never, is. you know, you see those commercials where they're like, oh, it's the mom's sick, but there is no sick days, right? And so. Yep. Yeah, the infamous question, does your wife work? You never want to say no. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like, well, what <laughs> yeah. does she do? Yeah. Well, you got some time? Because I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I'm right with you. No, they you're not. definitely do a lot. Dude, I do everything. All the things. <laughs> you don't ever do anything for me. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I follow you around. Um, I have a question that may make me look stupid. Go for it. How do you tell a, a cow's sick? <laughs> and what do you do for it? I mean, like. You take it to UMC and yeah. <laughs> drop it off. You, you call a large animal vet, I assume, or, or something. I mean, Mike, do they ever Inter- need a day to lay down and drink some soup? Like, I don't know. I have six syllables for you. Inner Mountain Healthcare. That's a Utah thing, right? There you go. It is. Yeah, it's a Utah thing. It so is. there's uh, multiple ways. I mean, a lot care. of a lot of ranchers. We're fortunate to have vets close by our operation, but a lot of ranchers, you know, it might be, you know, an hour or two away or whatever. But you can, when you've had experience, you can tell like if a cow or a uh, calf's ears droop. That's a big sign. Different things like that. Um, they can look dehydrated take their temperature there's there's a lot of different ways you can just tell if you're one of your kids you know they act like they're not feeling well yeah i mean so the animals do do? don't so talk to us if, but you can kind of right. tell if a cow walks through the front door grabs the warmest blanket and just sits on the couch and turns on netflix it's then sick? you know yeah you know. right you okay know, right? all right well see that's what i needed to know well now you know no but see, do you do it do you do swaddle them do you put them in a i mean is there like a sick bay for all your little calves that are it, it just depends on the situation. I mean, sometimes a calf will get dehydrated. They're going to um, have to get tough or die. They yeah. just go with their moms? Give them do, you, do they stay close to their mom? Or, it, or do you separate them after they're born? Like, I don't know anything no, about it. No, we keep them together. They keep, they keep them all together? Yes. yes. So. Well, that's nice. Uh, you know, that is nice. I don't know cattle. I mean, I know when they're sick. I mean. The, the, the only thing I can answer about vaccinations is that some of them are a little bit dangerous. I remember I Micah Till and stuff like that. I'd be walking around just through the tack room, saddling a horse. All of a sudden, just poke, poke myself with some Micah Till. And I was kind of a hyper. That's what happened. <laughs> and, and so, so some of those things you got to hide. All these answers coming you do, out. You do need to hide those things. Um, but I did see How somebody that had a horse one time. And, like, vets will do a colic surgery or whatever it is. Or if they... If they tie up, it's called or whatever it is, like their their GI track or whatever. Um, you'll take them to the vet. They'll do an emergency surgery. It costs like fifteen grand, right? One time, and this guy was actually LDS. He, his horse is doing all this, and usually you're like, "Hey, let's get him to the vet." And he's like, "No," and and he, I don't know that he had the money, maybe, but he's like, "No, just turn him out to the pasture. I don't want to be able to see him." And I'm why not you know this horse is he's like look like it's all natural these are horses these are god's animals when's the last time you cruised up into the field and your horse was dead you know and i got to thinking about it and 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 it made a lot of sense because a lot of time you'll go to the vet and they'll do these expensive surgeries and then they don't work out anyways but he's exactly right so he kicked this horse out and at the time i'm thinking man this guy's got no heart but sure enough, the horse two, three days later is right as rain. He's roping on it again, this and that. But it made a lot of sense. It's like these animals, they go out there. Yeah. Nature has a way of just kind of running its course and doing out, yeah. its thing, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, so real quick, Shane, we're, yeah. we're getting close to the end here. So I know the reason why you're in town is because, first of all, before we get to that point, what am I looking at here? That's a cut chart for beef. The good stuff. That's right. So of all, on this chart, do you know what that is? I do. This is a cut chart for beef, as Shane said. So what? Uh, what's your favorite right here? There's a, a few on there that I really it's like. It's a tough one, huh? What's the top three? That rib area, you Ooh. can't beat that. Yeah. Short loin area, you can't beat that. And the brisket's really good, too. So are you like a St. Louis rib kind of guy? Uh, I, I actually like the rib steaks or the prime rib. Oh, I guess that'd be swine. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, that'd be swine. Yeah. Um. So what about you, Danica? I, well, it depends on what you're... I like a good filet. She likes a, all kinds of meat. I like a good filet, and I like a nice porterhouse. But I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a ribeye girl. Yeah. Yep. Good yeah. flank steak too. If you can't get a good, you got that cooked up nice. So my my wife is a flank steak lover. Um, a lot of fat. Those, those are good. She ones she she loves flank steak. I, I'm more of a I'm more of a, more of a sirloin. I, like I, I love a tomahawk. Um, so so I love the ribeye. I, I, there's probably nothing on there I don't love, obviously, <laughs> except maybe the tongue. I don't eat a lot of that. I haven't since my mission in Mexico or the head, the cabeza. I don't, I don't, I've eaten it, but I, and it's not my first choice. I'd probably settle on the tenderloin. Yeah. Got to the head. Have a yeah. The tenderloin, yeah. You know, but, uh, um, thanks for answering that. So listen, yeah. l- let's talk a little bit about you're in town promoting the quest of the West cattle sale, correct? Yes. So that's what it looks like. Yep, Tell us a little bit about this bad boy. So we we have a sale every year, a production sale, where we sell uh, the majority of our bulls that come from our operation each year. Uh, we have two other sale partners, Circle Four Semitals and Loveless Gelby, and then our program's called Sorts and Angus Ranch. So we'll sell about 85 bulls and 12 to 15 females every year. Um, our... our um, Big customer is the commercial cattlemen. Um, they're all registered cattle, but those commercial cattlemen like to buy good bulls to improve their program and and improve their bottom line in the end. So yeah, it's all about genetics, right? That's right. Yeah, and all these look like some great bovine. Oh, I have a question. Yeah. So, like in my, I don't work with this end. I work with the. The other end. Well, yeah. I did. Uh-huh. Don't let um, me lie to you. She works with plenty of meat. <laughs> so, so I, what I didn't know is I, I, I grew up in Nebraska, so we always had certified Angus. Yeah. Good, good beef. Um, but they have like select and prime and choice and all of those things. So that comes after or do they do? They, I mean, like, because how do you know what your cow is? Because it's got all the skin and stuff on it. So there's, there's different ways that they can tell kind of how the marbling in the meat is yeah, all their life. There is a huge difference. I know, I don't, I mean, I, I didn't know this, but when you start cutting it, I could tell that I grabbed the wrong primal once because it was mushier meat. It wasn't, it wasn't what I was used to with my knives. Yeah. It w- it was, the, the loin wasn't holding up the way, right. and, and I grabbed a select. Uh-huh. I grabbed I, I grabbed think what she's wrong. trying to say is she's used to harder meat. 
It was. I was. I, that's what we sell Burger most of. Beer. Yes. So I couldn't. I couldn't. It was mushy. It was yeah. mushier. Yeah. So there's ultra. They can actually like they do said. ultrasound on on a pregnant woman to check out the baby and sure. everything. They have a, a program they can ultrasound animals <laughs> and and look at the marbling. And so the they meat. mark it. They do. They do it before. Mm-hmm. See, look, I learned something else. This has been very educational. Thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Shane, you saved me so much heartache by being here today. For this. All right. You have no idea. She would have been on me about beef forever. <laughs> so I was a, I'm was. i glad we're able to kind of just nip this in the bud. So we got 15 bulls, 85, or no, no, 15, yeah, 15 heifers, 85 bulls. Yes. Okay. That are going to be sold. It looks like they're having a dinner. They're serving that at 5 p.m. We might have to go to that. When is it? It's, uh, yeah, when is it? It's the March. March 13th. <coughs> March 13th, 2020. It's at the, the Spanish Fork Fairgrounds in Spanish Fork, Utah. And if, if, for those of you listening, Utah is the beehive state. They're our neighbor to the north. And, and you've probably heard the, the song that says, Beautiful Utah. Right? You ever heard that? No, I haven't. Yeah. Ours is beautiful Nebraska. But it's not beautiful. It's just Nebraska. On the very east edge of the state, it's beautiful, where it looks like no, I, Iowa. I, <laughs> I, I bust her chops, but Nebraska's nice. Utah's yeah. nice. Nevada's nice-ish, kind of. Um, okay, so these cattle sell. So how do we find out about it? we got the questofthewestcattle.net. Yep, that's where you can find information there online, and we have a Facebook page as well. Okay. Um, I think I know the answer to this one, but meat or chicken, beef or chicken. I'll take beef. Yeah. Every yeah. day, all Every day, day long. Yeah. yeah I was, I, I, you know, I would have probably, I'd have probably bet 50, 50 on that one that he was going <laughs> to, I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. All right. Well, Shane, thanks for coming out. Um, Danica, this is where we get to the stuff I never really like to talk about. The sunglasses, if you wear Beck sunglasses, thank you. We're grateful. Um, if not, we still love you. We don't really like you, probably. It all depends. Why on those? Um, sunglass of the day. But if you want to learn more about the sunglass company, you visit BeckSunglasses.com. And then you can use the code WEB15 for 15% off your entire order. If you would like a pair, if you don't already have some, or if you would like to get some for the husband, the wife, the friend, the family, whatever it might be. Um, any, basically anybody that you know that you want to look awesome. Yeah. To yeah. Look, to look more cool. Anyone you love. Um, we, we, we launched these things on Friday at 1 PM. You don't have to come listen to it. We'd love for you to, we try and make this, we try and just make this a, the part of your day where you learn some useful information and you get a chance to meet guys like Shane. He's super cool. Um, yeah. And we can, it's quest of the West cattle. Dot net, right? Yes, that's it. Spanish Fork, Utah, March 13th, people. Put it on your calendar, 2020. They're going to serve dinner at 5 p.m. They're doing 85 bulls, like really nice-looking bulls, way better than, like, I'm a bull. We had this this morning, but these bulls are way better than me. And, um, yeah, Spanish Fork, Utah. If you haven't been to Utah, this would be a great reason to go. Fly into Salt Lake. You know, they have Southwest. It's it's a beautiful I mean, you got the Timpanogos, it, it, right? Is yeah. that how they see the Timpanogos? Yeah, it's beautiful up there. Very snow covered right now, but the valley's not bad. 
Yeah, the valley's not bad, and they're serving beef. I mean, come on, that's 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 what's for dinner, pretty much every night. So, Shane, thanks a lot for coming out. All right, thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Meat and cheese. Um, Peace out. You got anything for them? Nope. See you next week, people. Yeah, see you next week. Thank you.